Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Audible is making summer a little bit sweeter for Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can join for just $4.95 a month for your first three months and enjoy the stories you love outdoors. Use the Audible app and take Tom Clancy's line of sight to the pool or hit the beach with David Baldacci's Fallen. You'll get one credit a month good for any audiobook. Exchange any you don't like. Summer is the perfect time for this Prime member offer. Get it now at audible.com slash prime. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Kyle Krabs, the director of scouting at NDT Scouting, NFL and NFL draft analyst for FanRagSports.com. I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Joe Marino, and we have an axe to grind. I don't know if there's any Family Guy fans out there, uh, but you know what really grinds my gears? Whoa. We're, we're, we're going to talk about what grinds my gears in, in the scouting world today here. Uh, but before we do, Joe, i got to kick it over to you, my man. Welcome welcome back from the beach. Uh, I hope the real world is treating you fairly now that you're, uh, you're back in uh, reality. Yeah, uh, reality kicked in real quick, man. I got back, had to mow the lawn, which is my least favorite thing in the world to do. Um, and... Uh, and a bunch of deadlines to hit, so you know the grind continues. You know, mowing the lawn is terrible. It's awful. Um, uh, do you have Do you have a riding mower or a push no, mower? No, I have a push mower, um, and I have uh, like th- almost three quarters of an acre, and a freaking creek that you've seen that runs through <laughs> the back of my middle of my backyard. So um, it's like three tiers: the front yard, the middle backyard, and the back backyard, and it's hot as hell in North Carolina, and it's just boring to cut the grass. So, dude, it's like forty degrees up here in Pennsylvania. Oh my god, it's ne- no, it's <laughs> you, so. Well, I don't know. You did. You'd even think the beach waters were like people <laughs> swimming the beach waters. You know, I listened to that podcast when I was driving around today, and when you told when you made the comment that I don't live in Alaska, I, I did. I cracked up there, um, but 
it, it's hot, and um, man, I just, I'm just not an outside guy. So, well, you're uh, you're in the wrong place if you're going to the beach and you're not an outdoors guy. Well, I have a girlfriend that um, thinks the beach is heaven. So, ah, I got you, I got you. Yeah, so I used to have when I was in high school, uh, we had about eight acres of land and um, <laughs> a riding mower, and that damn thing still took probably an hour and a half to two hours to mow um so even with the riding mower i I have not had pleasant uh grass cutting experiences in my lifetime that was like one of the big chores of mine as a kid is kyle get home from school drop his backpack off dad say hey how was your day go get on the mower let's cut the grass and um no, it's just you're itchy afterwards. Uh, if you if you got to do the push mower, your shoes are getting stained. Um, you ever run anything over, Joe? Yeah, of course. Yeah. The ball, the dog, for the ball for the dog rocks. I mean, it's yeah, it's hazardous. It's a hazardous gig. So you know, as somebody who's thinking about buying a house here, Kyle. Um, yeah, that's I me. Mean, is uh, what are you thinking in terms of lawn? You're looking for one of those? You want to stay away? Something that's a townhome? What what's what does your love for yard work do to your house hunting process? I want a modest yard. I do want a yard with a fence for the dog. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the dog's got to be able to live free and die hard. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm probably just kind of boxing myself into uh, probably about a half acre. I don't want anything elaborate. I don't necessarily need um, a, a lot of floral flower beds and stuff <laughs> like that, too. No, flower beds are pain in the ass, too. I, I know. They, they are, yeah. I'm, I have no interest in mulching. Um, <laughs> we used to get the, the yards and yards and yards of mulch dumped in the driveway, and it looked like that scene from Jurassic Park where they're looking at the Triceratops poop. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. And uh, Dr. Malcolm's line there is uh, pretty equivalent to what I would say uh, looking at that pile of mulch. I have no interest in doing that. So last question before we get into football things. If you had gobs of money and disposable income, not even so, maybe that's an overstatement, but would you rather pay somebody to clean the inside of your house or outside. handle the out, or, okay. outside. You knew where I was yeah. going. You said out, yeah, I that, am the exact same easy. way. Yep. Yeah, I can handle vacuuming and dishes and doing my own laundry. Um, I'm cool with that. But, uh, yeah, being outside is tedious. It's, it's either hot or cold or, like, shoveling the driveway in the, the wintertime. <laughs> yeah. like it's, no, it's, it's all headaches. It's a one thing I've liked about apartment living is really you just set yourself up and um, you take care of the inside and you know sometimes they'll start a little early on a Saturday when they cut the grass but only gripe with it uh, so yeah I, I would much 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 rather have um, exterior help than interior help well I will uh, take note with the uh, with the NDT uh, summer meetings happening here in the Charlotte area in a couple of weeks I will not. Uh, go out of my way to spruce up the exterior landscaping for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, as I promised at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about some things that grind our gears in scouting today. Um, 
I don't know about you. This was something that uh, kind of came up for me over the course of the weekend, and I had a thought, and it passed, and then I let it go, and um, then something else hit me again today and said, okay, this is something we need to talk about. I need to get this off my chest. Um, do you remember which running back I gave love to last week, late in the week? Yeah. Kalen Balazs, Arizona State. Yes, Arizona State, Kalen Balazs. So I gave some love to uh, Kalen, and this is the first thing that grinds my gears. Is I got a number of comments about that love from for Balazs, um, asking me why and how I could love a player that only averaged 4.2 yards per carry in the Pac-12. There's a couple things to unpack here, Joe. First of all, uh, the analogy I made on Twitter. Uh, Joe, I'm, I have a question for you, okay? All right. How many yards per carry do you think a, a pickup truck would average running into concrete walls? Uh, is it a Dodge or a Toyota? No. <laughs> uh, it's, it, let's call it an American-made. We'll be patriotic. <laughs> it's not going to get any yards, sir. It's not going to get any yards per carry. You're absolutely right. So how are you really going to hold it against Kalen Bellage that he averages a little over four yards a carry when you watch – that Arizona State offensive line up front, and it is very apparent that the consistency is not there. And a lot of the times in which they are using Balaj, they are using him in a uh, Wildcat style uh, direct snap offense, in which uh, there's no threat to run. Teams are loading the box against him, and uh, the, there's just there's nobody's making any room with any level of consistency. He'll hit some nice runs. He'll get out in space. He can catch the ball and, and make guys miss one-on-one. But I watched Courtesy of Crossover, who's uh, one of the sponsors of the Draft Dudes podcast and you know uh, just an outstanding film resource for us. Every carry from 10 Arizona State games, I watched every carry back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back to back. And there's, there's no room to run. So I don't care that he averaged 4.2 yards carry because I'm looking at the traits of the player. So if you are going to argue against a player, don't use something arbitrary like yards per carry because there are so many variables outside of just how many yards the back got on a carry and how that averages out uh, for you to quantify the player and the skills of the player. So Joe, that really grinds my gears. I can understand, sir. We can talk more about Bellage some other time. But um, let me get into my first uh, scouting pet peeve that grinds my gears. And I am going to call this closed-minded scouting discussion. Um, you know, what makes the NFL draft scouting community so much fun is all the different opinions and learning from people and sharing thoughts on players, but it's also one of the most annoying parts of it. Now I get it. People who scout football players, generally people who work with football have some type of an alpha male tendency or alpha female. I just have an alpha mentality. Um, and, you know, if you look at this, everybody's wrong a lot. And I think that's important to keep in mind when we're talking about players and projecting them to the NFL not that it's a cop-out, but you shouldn't be so confident in everything that you say that 
you know, there's no other opinion worth considering. And, you know, if somebody disagrees with your take or you disagree with them, that they're automatically an idiot uh, because you don't share the same sentiments. If somebody's put in the work to put together an educated opinion on a prospect, take it for what it is. Nobody's an idiot because they don't don't agree with your take. Um, so don't, I, I, my guess, it's just closed-minded discussion. You, you know, your opinion is the only opinion that matters, and and that um, you know that uh, by golly, somebody else couldn't uh, come away from the same information with it with a different projection. Uh, be open-minded, learn from each other, and and it, uh, it's it's not um, it's not a uh, it's not something that anybody's right about that day. You know what else really grinds my gears? When you steal my thunder and take one of my ideas. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the smartest guy in the room theory. Yep. yep. Uh, that just drives me nuts. Like, do you re- really think on a consistent basis you are going to see things that other people have? And, and even more so, uh, this phenomenon of uh, you don't need to watch film to know players. That you can, you know, collect – market shares and um, yards per attempt or yards per carry. And, and you can quantify that appropriately uh, and and accurately project a player based off of statistical analyses. I think I think statistics and analytics they, they certainly hold a place, uh, but they do not substitute for film. Because that is where context uh, of each one of those numbers lies. And I think it's one of the most important things out there. Uh, Can I chime in? Yes, you certainly chime may. In there. Uh, that really, you know, something that really shed light this summer for me was uh, I, I looked at, um, I think we both looked at Saquon Barkley's um, carries against seven plus in the box. And you know, the, the results weren't good. He, he averaged a low yards per carry. And I'm like, Oh my God, is Saquon Barkley overrated because he doesn't have great production against heavy box situations. So I went through courtesy of crossover. I sorted, uh, I made a film reel of every carry that Saquon Barkley had last year, uh, with seven plus in the box. And, and I charted the results. Do you know how many of those were one yard touchdown runs against eight men in the box or uh, a conversion on the third and short or a situation where, uh, they they sent two guys through the a gap and he was tackled before he can even receive the ball, and, and I'm like, no, nah, there, there's there's other things coming into play here. Uh, so uh, that that's a good example of you know not just generalizing a statistic without the context. The film is what matters. Right. Um, the the next thing that grinds my gears is uh, fans of college teams. <laughs> And the, I guess, Joe, you can probably extend this to pro teams, too, after your uh, uh, top top five most talented tight ends in football. Hail to the Redskins. Um, yes. Uh, Redskins fans were not happy with Joe for the omission of one Jordan Reed from the five most physically talented. Is that Was that the proper no, uh, context I, of the article? I didn't have Jordan Reed, who's averaged 56 yards per game, for his career is six foot two, 236 pounds and ran four, seven, two as one of the most gifted tight ends in the NFL. Sorry, Redskins fans. I just think it's interesting how you took a guy who hasn't played a snap and put him in over Jordan Reed. Kyle, 
are we doing this right now? <laughs> we don't. We don't have to do this right now. No, we do not have yes, to. Yes, OJ Howard is one of the most, fi- the top five most gifted tight ends in the NFL right now. It doesn't matter if he's never played a snap. So anyway, <laughs> uh, there are some interesting hills that people choose to die on, as far as. This guy played for my favorite team. I don't care. He's going to be an awesome professional player. Uh, C.J. Beathard comes to mind. Mm. Uh, Iowa fans have viciously defended some of the criticisms that that Joe, both you and I, uh, served uh, the 49ers for the the trading up and selecting Beathard uh, at the end of day two. Uh, in this 2017 NFL draft. And um, I just, I I watched the film. I watched it again. I I don't see it. And then, you know, John Lynch comes out and says, you know, George Kittle's this awesome athlete. We're going to use him as a mismatch player in one-on-one situations in the NFL. Well, all of our YouTube comments telling us how dumb we were were telling us that C.J. Beathard had no quality players around him in the Iowa offense. So which one is it? Right. So so finding yourself on a hill and firmly planting your flag in the ground on that hill and choosing to die there because the guy wear, wore the uniform that you choose to root for and was in your statistics 300 class um, – Man, don't do it, and and don't come at draft analysts for having criticisms on those guys, um, because the, first of all, I don't take you seriously at all. Now, if you're going to attack me for my opinion on a player, and um, you have Hawkeye in your Twitter bio, <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's, I'm going to laugh at you. It's just the way it is. There's no reason for me to take anything that you say seriously because it's very clear that that fans of teams that will defend their players regardless uh, are are not capable of having a contextualized, intelligent conversation about the prospects, and that grinds my gears. I got one more. All right. Um, And this is something that I've been guilty of in the past, but it's something that I've learned from. And that is having no process. Um, there's a lot of really bright people out there offering opinions on prospects and scouting players. But what is your process? If you don't have a process, get a process. Don't tell me a player is a second-round grade or a seventh-round grade or a first-round grade without having a definition of what a first round grade and a third round grade is or whatever your whatever you label players Uh, uh, be prepared to be transparent and explain how you got to where you got with your opinion of a player Um, if you just gather information watch film and say this is a this is a third round pick well I need to I need to know what that means so have a process and, uh, and and work to improve your process, but have a process. It's not it's not as simple as ah that's a that's a fifth round player. Yeah, absolutely. You know that's kind of my brand to a T. So, uh, you know the the arbitrary grading. I'm right there with you, Joe. Grinds my gears. 
Well, and and so that's um, and that was me, man. That was me. I for the longest time, I had a great spreadsheet. It had the player, had all their combine results, their their measurements, their strengths, their weaknesses, a summary, and then it said second round grade. <laughs> and so, what does that mean? Well, I know what it means now. I I, I wrote a book about it, basically, uh, <laughs> the draft guide this past year. But uh, uh, it's something that really really was enlightening and something that I give, I owe you a lot of credit for, for, Oh God, three, four years of discussion about it. So uh, here I am uh, now my pet peeve to people that don't have a process. Any others, Kyle, any other pet peeves you want to get out here on the show today? No, this feels good. It was <laughs> nice to uh, unload on essentially box score scouting and um, no homers. <laughs> this is essentially what this came down to is uh, box score scouts and homers really grind my gears. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I don't disagree with you, sir. Uh, that is going to do it for us today on the draft dudes podcast. Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode. And if you are enjoying what we're doing here, uh, please take a moment and give us a rating on whatever resource you're listening to this on. Hopefully it's iTunes or audio boom or whatever it is. Hit that five star button. Let us know how we're doing. Leave us a review. We really appreciate that. That really helps us. It helps us, uh, helps the podcast get out to more people. And, uh, you know, we're trying to, to really build something special here. Uh, take a moment and, uh, make sure you're following along with us on social media. Kyle is at NDT scouting on Twitter. I am at the Joe Marino on Twitter and uh, NDT scouting has a, a handle for all of the content that we do. It's uh, at NDT scouting LLC. Uh, make sure that you check out what we have on NDT scouting, especially Eric Turner's debut piece on LSU running back Darius Geist. That was a fantastic read. Uh, you can, you can see why, <laughs> We have Eric Turner on staff and, and get excited about what's uh, what you can expect coming from him uh, as we move forward here on NDT Scouting. Uh, we'll be back again for you on Friday to close out the week. Signing off for Kyle Krabs, I'm Joe Marino, and this is the Draft Dudes Podcast. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu, Tidal Premium, 15 gigabytes mobile hotspot, and full HD. Atlas, we need to shout that from the rooftops. Best deal ever. I didn't mean literally. Switch to Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan for just $42 per line. But hurry, for a limited time, it's now $22 per line when you bring or buy your own phones. Visit Sprint.com slash unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Price with $5 per month auto pay discount. One Hulu limited commercials plan for Sprint account. Features differ. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Requires new line subject to credit. Third dollar activation fee speed. Maximums use rules and restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.